0: Today's episode is brought to you by Organifi. Organifi is an organic superfood supplement line that makes quality, trusted nutrition convenient and accessible. Their most popular product, Green Juice, solves the problem of juicing greens on the go. Just add water, drink, and let your body soak up the benefits. Visit Organifi.com, that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com, to learn more about an exciting offer for you, our podcast listeners. Today's show is brought to you by HelloFresh. If you're like me and look at the Food Network and all these channels and watch all these gourmet meals and just lust after them, let's just be real, you're lusting after them. Guys, we have a solution for you. HelloFresh does all the shopping, the planning, and delivery. So all you have to do guys is put this meal together and they give you the instructions as well so you can create the gourmet meals in the luxury of your own home. So use the code SUCCESS30, SUCCESS30. Just go to HelloFresh.com and use that code SUCCESS30 to get $30 off your first week of HelloFresh. So make sure you check it
1: out. I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in baseball. You're not average. You're not even good. You were born to be great.
2: What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ, joined as always, and I can say that for real this week, by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Wesley Phillips. Uh, just over here hanging out at Casa de Quinny. Oh. We got a whole two families packed into a one bedroom efficiency. It's tough over here. (laughs) And also we
1: have the hip hop preacher, uh, Douglas. What's going on, my brother? What's going on? What's going on? We out of the studio and back to the to the ghetto uh, recorder. I love it.
2: Oh, yeah, nah, out of the studio, bro. back to it. Um, Man, we miss you already, man. We were we were all together this week for quite some time and he broke up the band and went back to Michigan. (laughs) You know you could have stayed down here, bro. I mean, we can squeeze one more family into this <laughs> place, bro. One more family. It would have been, we would have been tight work. But no, I got to, Carl staying with me, man. It's it's been um it's been a blessing. You know, it was it was tough the first few nights because uh, I'm not even gonna say the name of the security company. I'm not gonna do that. All right. But let's just say I had a rough couple nights. So we get the security system put in, and the first night the security system's in, and anybody who's got a security system, you know the worst feeling in the world is when you sleep dead to the world, and all of a sudden, the alarm is blaring through the whole house. So the first night we get the uh, system put in, E, I'm talking about this joint just start going crazy. Woo, woo! I'm talking about, like, sirens going nuts in the house. So, of course, I jump up, you know, got to do what I got to do in my drawers, and I'm like Batman, recon in the whole house. And, um, you know, they on this loud mega speaker, you need us to send police? I'm like, I don't know, give me a minute. So, I finally clear out the crib, tell them, nope, false alarm, but they tell me which sensor it is. Like, okay, it's the back window. So, I'm like, all right, cool. So I go over to the back window, I'm like, okay, back window locked. I don't see anybody trying any funny business, like, just, I don't know. So I kind of just chalked it up to, like, I don't know if the wind was blowing extra hard, and it kind of rattled the windows, and it kind of, I don't know. So the next night, just laying in bed, this time Carl's family's here, 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm talking about, start. it starts going crazy. So I'm like, dang. So this time I actually knew what was up. So I felt a little better because I'm like, okay, it's clearly a faulty sensor. I'm getting the same hookup. Then my man comes out the next day, or that day I should say, tells us it's fixed. So we, the Phillips family, the Quinny family, we all go to sleep, feeling good, system's fixed. We don't have to worry about an alarm. 4.30 in the morning. It goes crazy again, man. So uh, I haven't had a whole lot of sleep because I've been dealing with uh, some issues with the security company. Let me tell you something, though. They're coming out here to fix it today. If you come out here and fix it today and it goes off again, I will be railing against you on this podcast by name. You're going to call and, Vivian. Uh I'm calling everybody I know, and I'm letting them know you trash. So Um, Yeah, so we had a rough couple days when we first got in this joint, but um, I think we're going to be straight now, because I'm I'm asking for all new stuff. But here goes my problem, E. You sent the same tech who messed it up the first time. (laughs) You feel me? (laughs) To fix his last mistake. (laughs) I'm like, bruh, you you didn't do it right in the first place. So, and I I told Carl that. I said, I'm about to sleep on the couch, because I don't feel like he fixed it. And Carl said, why you don't feel like he fixed it? I said. Because he's the same one who did it wrong in the first place. So how you going to send somebody else who knows what they're doing? So anyway, long story short, um, yeah, we hopefully can get this corrected or I will start blasting names out. Um, other than that, man, what a, what a phenomenal weekend, man. We got our speaker training down here in Atlanta. Listen to me, man. If you, and this ain't no promo, nothing, if you are a speaker, a wanna be speaker, and you are not in our Game Changers program, something is wrong with you, man. Shout out to everybody who came out, all our Game Changers. Carl, please, the growth between the last meetup, Mm -hmm. the first couple meetups, and now for our speakers who've been in the program, I'm talking about Mustafa, Jorge, Bobby, Val, like Carol, like you watch the growth of these speakers Mm -hmm. and it is just tremendous to see how far they've come. Uh, uh, Shout out to everybody who got certified this last weekend. But if you are a speaker or want to be speaker, you want to improve your communication skills, I believe we have the number one speaking training platform in the world. I really, really do. And I can say that with all certainty now that I saw the growth. Uh, My man Bobby, wow. Just to watch him go from barely being able to catch his breath and talk in front of people to giving a keynote yesterday handling that Handling the stage. Oh, I mean, it, uh-huh. it was funny, it was relatable, it was in-depth, it was vulnerable. Like, it was everything. And I'm just like, wow, okay, this thing works. So, etagamechangers.com if you want to check us out there. And um, yeah, we uh, we would be glad yeah, to have you. Phenomenal, man. And run you through our program. Yeah, E, I don't know if you got any thoughts on the weekend.
1: Oh, I mean phenomenal. But you know, for me, man, it was bittersweet, man. Unfortunately, you know, my people lost their daughter. She was right, only 20 right. years old. So it was right. bittersweet. I didn't get to be there Saturday like I wanted to. I came in for the first hour, kind of intro, just let everybody know like, yo, I'm here. I never want to be, I never want us to have one of those programs and you know, I'm not comparing us to anybody else, but I never want to be the program where, you know, people who have watched the videos or whatever is like had this assumption that, you know, I'm, I'm one of the, you know one of the three are, are, are the you know are, are, are the trinity and i'm not gonna be there like i don't want people to think that you know so i'm always there but uh, i had to go to on um, the funeral and man i had a phenomenal time uh did put up a um, um a facebook piece it was just like yo for real don't take life for granted don't take your family for granted like you know you think somebody 20 years old they're gonna you know what i'm saying they got at least another 40 50 uh, years you uh, know what i'm saying least. and um it's just crazy man so my cousin unfortunately she um you know kayla was 20 and um I, I tell you man what hurt me more than anything was the um what hurt me more than anything man just as a father with a 20 year old i think that was the like crazy part like chris is dd's Dee you know first cousin they're only about two and a half three years apart but our children are the exact same age so Jalen's 23, they son's 23, Kayla was 20, Jada's 20. And so just to watch a father, you know, man, go through, you know, Bro- Roderick to go through, you know, that pain that he was going through, man, I promise you, I held my daughter closer, you know, um, and, and so it was just a rough uh, funeral, man. You know, of course she was in college, so her friends from college were there. So, you know, but um, I tell you all the time, man, you think that you're looking at us and you think that, oh, okay, y'all got it going on, everything is perfect. And we live in the same world y'all live in, you know? <laughs> and so, man, you got to cherish your loved ones, cherish the moments that you have with your family. You never know how long, uh, but like I said, family was able to come together, man. We did our thing. We had, uh, we, we celebrated her life, celebrated with each other. And then I got a chance to come Sunday. And um, yeah, man, it just feels good to be a part, you know, of this. I don't care if you're a Golden State Warrior fan you know, if you are the bus, uh, the water boy, if you are a coach, an assistant coach, you know, a wife, whatever, whatever. It's like you celebrating, you know what I'm saying? As, as, as the team won, it's the same thing for me. I'm a part of this team. I'm not the team, but I'm a part of this team. And it's just good being with a winner, man. Seeing people like CJ said grow. So for those of you who are out there for real, man, if you entertaining speaking, you feel like, yo, this is something I could do I promise you, there are a lot of companies out there. But I'm I'm t i am i just believe, you know, that you we one of the best that is out there, man. Cause like I said, C there, Carl there, I'm there, you know, and we at every event and, you know, we cheering you on. It, so yeah, man, if you if you're thinking about doing it like C said, man, I think you need to come on over and hang out yeah, with us. I'm man, not gonna say any winning. names,
2: but somebody said, somebody said they did another speaker training program and they were there for six months and they said they learned more in the first two weeks of being in game changers and being at this meetup than they learned in the whole six Crazy, months man. being over there Praise i'm God. not gonna Crazy. say any names Crazy. i I, Crazy. I told you i reserve the right to say the names <laughs> i will bust you out if you m- make us mad but for now i'm just gonna say it karma, was supposed to no, no be the, number, the, I'm a the karma former dude. number one
1: <laughs> yeah, i know i'm a karma dude so <laughs> don't put it in out the atmosphere. i don't want that to happen to us six years from now
0: I know hey, the deep thing for me about the weekend, man, and it's always impressive to me to see the diversity, the, the diversity is the word I want to say, not diversity in terms of race and nothing like that, the diversity of topics The diversity of speakers that we got. We got people talking about banking, ATMs, finance, uh, math, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm talking about the range is just like, whoa, and you could just see them being able to just take the skills and articulate. It, it ain't on specific audience, you know what I'm saying? But you can still relate to whoever your audience is. Um, you know, Quest dealing with the marriage and uh, what's your boy, Chris. Uh, it's just crazy to just watch all the different people dealing with all these different topics but can still relate to the audience and still give people chills on whatever they're talking about. People sharing some life story stuff, man, that you can see, like she said, the growth is just insane. Like people, I'm talking about dealing with the real life stuff and using it to tell the story not for themselves, but using it to help other people, man. So just, yeah, just super, super duper impressed with, you know, what we've seen over this weekend, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um,
2: shout out to all our Game Changers, man. If you want to join us, come join us, man. We got the program popping. It is at its uh, best right now, so we'd love to have you. ETA gamechanger.com All right, so I want to do something, and I, I hope you don't mind. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't really talk this through, but I, I have a new game show A new segment that I'd like to bring to the podcast, okay? And this is, you know, we just share. I feel like we share our lives so much (laughs) on the podcast, and you know, I just want the people to kind of know what a what a he shares my life. He don't share his
1: life. He shares my life.
2: <laughs> well, I told you I got a one-bedroom efficiency <laughs> in the middle of the hood. It ain't nothing to share. E I don't have an insider. I had nothing spectacular going on.
0: Hey, E, I will, I will bust him out and tell you this, E. We was driving and I did see them watering the um, tennis courts outside. I had never seen that one before. <laughs> I saw them watering the tennis courts, E. I'm not sure what exactly that was, but the, the tennis hey, courts had the sprinklers on. Uh, Carl, that was not a tennis court at, at all. <laughs>
2: that was that was a holding sale that you saw um uh so listen man so i think i told you guys before that e is uh notorious for sending i don't i don't know if cryptic is the word because when you think of the word cryptic you think somebody's trying to be sneaky or sly right um he sends text messages but as he'll tell you his brain moves way too fast for his fingers to actually type Now, the average person, when you send out a text, you may have a word misspelled, you know, there or there might be wrong, two or two might be wrong, something like that. But he will send you an entire sentence or paragraph (laughs) that it is literally like Matlock. You have to try to figure out what he's trying to say. And so I thought, let's just play a game show called What the Heck Was Et Trying to Say? and I'll read you guys some of the text messages I get. Now, Carl is the contestant, I'm the host, E is the judge, okay? So I'm gonna read the, I am going to read the text as it is in my phone. <laughs> Carl is going to decide what he was trying to say. He is gonna say if Carl is correct. Carl, you get one point for every correct answer. Good. You'll hear a ding, ding all the right answers. What's and the a prize, Carl? The what prize one. do you
0: get? <laughs> oh, yeah. No doubt. What's the prize?
2: Uh, you can go uh, stand on the tennis court while they water <laughs> <them>. <laughs> All right. So I'm just going to read these verbatim. Carl, take a second to think to yourself what gotcha. the heck was ET trying to say. All right. So we'll get started with this first one. Uh, this first one came to me uh, three days ago and it says, if don't time go right after last one i sent <laughs> if time don't go no, right no no i'll read it again if don't time go right after the last one i sent now if you're thinking you need context because there must have been some text <laughs> before like or after there wasn't this was <laughs> a very random text so i'll read it one more Give time one and more, i need to an answer one more if don't time go right after the last one i sent so
0: <laughs> <laughs> so i'm assuming that we're at an event somewhere and he's saying that he'll make whatever adjustment necessary if things don't go where, the way the way it's planned that's my best
1: guess e well Carl say what you said again you said if we so, were at an event Yep so I'm saying we had to I just to want be you to get some. the point. I'm gonna say you right Carl. I'm I'm gonna give you the point. But after I sent a text, I don't remember what the text was saying <laughs> no, you got, after I sent no, the text. No you got that's not how the game
2: works. You got to judge it to
1: the best of your ability. Uh, this is an science. I'm just saying I don't even y'all know how I am. I'll y'all something. If you call me an hour later and ask me what I sent you, I'm not going to remember. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to remember what I text. said. All right, let's move on to text right. number two. I'm sorry, Carl. I, you get the point, though, Carl. Because okay, that Carl, sounds right, Carl. That we'll did sound right. text number two. And I'm only
2: reading this one time. All right, all right. we got a uh, schedule to keep here. All right. If podcasts, when forget, vote that idea I said from the last time.
1: All right, say it one more time, see.
2: You're moving away from the phone. Say it one more time. If podcasts wouldn't forget boat that idea I said from the last time. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) These are verbatim (laughs) texts.
0: So pretty much it. What I'm hearing is if you have some other idea see for the podcast, don't worry about what he said. Oh, but that's how to give suggestion. Absolutely yeah, like correct, he, Carl. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely correct.
1: <laughs> I, I, I actually
0: <laughs> got that one. You know what I'm
1: saying? I, 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 hey, Carl, get ready to you. ready to so, put your shoes um, off, your on, your saddle's on and go over to no the tennis court.
2: Uh, what, it's going to be 93 two out two here, Hang on. It's going to be 92 right, for three, Carl. You're two for three, Carl. Ready? So this one says, that third time have to camp of Jalen, if you can, please.
1: Say it one more time, See, Come back in the mic, though. Come in the mic.
2: Okay, ready? Yeah. That third time have to camp of Jalen, if you can, please. Oh, yeah, no
0: question.
1: Come on, Carl. Ooh, I need on, you on this wait, one. Wait, wait,
0: wait. <laughs> let Carl. Ooh, this ooh. Carl is the contestant. Ooh, right. I need
1: you on this one, Carl.
0: Third time. <laughs> give me one more, See, Give me one more. Give me
2: one more. One more time. That third time have to camp
0: of Jalen, if you can, please. So I'm assuming the third time <laughs> is the third camp. I'm going to pull this one. The E, I'm lost yep. on this one. Yep. The third camp, something that he needs you to do on the third Absolutely, camp.
2: Absolutely, Carl. The third it's camp. right
1: there on the third camp. <laughs> Absolutely. But for Jalen, though, Carl. But for Jalen. Got oh, you. Yeah. See, I don't thing, need you to the, do it for the, the me. The
2: thing that'll mess you up with E is you never know if it autocorrected into the third. So third might have nothing to, to do, do with it. it. That's yeah. the thing is you have to actually that look was at the, the th- I, But I felt that spirit on the third one, Carl. could have been typing. I, I felt you said, the spirit, you Carl,
1: when you said the third and Jalen. I was like, oh, no question. On the third camp, Jalen's going to need help. Absolutely right, Carl. Absolutely okay, right. The
2: last one is pertaining to the NBA Finals. And this is, I believe, after game two and it said if lebron jars loss after right game i think it's over
0: oh yeah that i got that one easy so that was the 51 point game so if yeah. he lost after putting them points up that's a wrap I, carl run to the tennis court right now <laughs> go run to the tennis court <laughs> you, you
2: got uh, it carl. <laughs> gentlemen that has been our, our very uh, first inaugural episode of what the heck was a trying to say <laughs> We'll be bringing this segment to you live and direct. That's, that segment is sponsored by breatheuniversity.com. Okay, good Go job, join Carl. Breeze, you I see why and, uh, you, Carl, why you got what degrees, the degrees, Carl. Carl say.
1: say it again, E. I see why you got all the degrees. Oh <laughs> man, hey, now I had to sweat.
0: though. I feel like I was on Jeopardy, uh, trying no, to pull some like knowledge he was in back science from 1600. Yeah, taking one of the <laughs>
1: big
2: oh, yeah, none tests. Of it. Yep, that ain't no joke. So that is uh, how I spend at least half of my work day no trying to decode Eric Thomas' text. And hey, so, and
0: not to be funny, see, that's how half the staff, like, we'll go back and forth with these conversations. Yo, he just sent me this. What you think it mean? Oh, yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, but we weren't talking about that. Uh, oh, yeah. But, yeah. maybe it's that. <laughs> I see. So, yeah, like I said, I think but you have to be honest, see, than your fingers. What,
1: I, what I've tried to do, audience, my new thing is when I'm not on the plane, I've tried to get away from text because I'm not the one for it. I just did it cuz the young folks doing it. I'm back to my voice memos now where we're just going to talk it out oh, yeah, cuz I oh, speak I love better than I write. Memos. I don't I don't yeah. write well oh, I so love the voice I'm just going to voice memo uh, it out from this point
2: them. forth. I love them. Yeah, no, it's uh yeah, it can be yeah, it can be a, a process trying to figure mm. out some text. So yeah, just keep sending them voice notes. But anyway, <laughs> like I said, that was our inaugural segment of what the heck was ET trying to say. We'll be bringing that to you live and direct. All right. Let's get serious. Let's get into some information E you you called me today yo you got you got a podcast we got to do a podcast you you was ready to go today and um i'm ready to follow you
1: so um yeah. talk to us man What's yeah I, going and on? i yeah i want to be respectful man you know because i'm i'm doing a podcast on two of my um two of my friends so i want to be respectful uh um, don't
2: get their names <laughs>
1: And I don't really want to do names. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So like I said, trying to be respectful. But um, yep. yeah, but let me, let me, let me, I got to keep it 100 though, right? So it can go well. And I just want y'all to really get locked in on this one. So um, I was, I was in, you know, I was, I had to do the funeral, right? I was participating in the wake and the funeral. So I was like, I need to get a cut, you know? So I was going to go to this uh, one guy in uh, Atlanta. And um, it was, it, I, you know, and, and again, like I said, this has nothing to do with it, but this is not the barber in Atlanta's fault. But I called my man and was like, yo, I got a funeral, bro. I'm in town, want to get cleaned up. I need to do it early, though. So he was like, bet nine o'clock. And I was like, oh, that's not early for me. Nine o'clock is kind of late. I was like, um, so Kendall, early. <laughs> so, yeah. So Kendall told me, Kendall was like, E, just hit Lee Lamb up. You know what I'm saying? Your boy at the barbershop, nine o'clock. Like, that ain't acceptable for you. So just hit Lee. And I'm like, Kendall, like, Lee live in Huntsville, bro. Like, that's a three hour drive. But Kendall was like, yo, it's the weekend. Call him and see. You know what I'm saying? He ain't doing nothing. He could just hang out, do the whole, you know, because Lee kind of like a speaker. So he could probably benefit from the game changers. So I was like, all right, bet. Let me hit him up. So I hit Lee, was like, Lee, what you doing over the weekend? He's like, yo, E, I'm Ashley off you know what I'm saying so I can just come up clean you up and then head back I was like all right cool you know he's like maybe um uh, Saturday night Sunday morning I head back I was like cool so I hit him Thursday morning and was just like I mean I'm sorry I hit him Friday morning was like yo Lee you straight and he was like yo E man we like yo I want you to talk this out with me I was like talk out what he was like bruh I promised you I was gonna come but my but my supervisor you know what I'm saying something came up and so I'm like I'm, I ain't tripping. I'm like whatever Lee like it's your job like you got a job now You ain't the Lee of three years ago like you got a good job benefits your sons get free tuition I'm like bro. It ain't even that deep like it's a funeral, but I I can get shoot I can have Kendall come out of retirement and cut me up, you know, but Lee was hurt, you know And so I was like, all right, it ain't really about to cut. I'm like talk to me Lee What is it really about and Lee was like yo, I'm just being real bro like I'm a grown man. Like I I, I, I I, Wasn't supposed to work like I didn't necessarily have to be on site And I told you I was gonna cut you and I'm hurt because you know my supervisor, which is my boy my supervisor uh, Some came up and you know, he needed to make a move and so he was like yo E bro. I'm telling you I told you I was gonna cut you so I come up there cut you and just come right back And I was like, bro. I promise you was not that deep, but I was hurting for Lee because, you know, it's a bigger issue and the bigger issue was like he felt like, you know, I was off and because my supervisor needed to do something now, you know, what I'm saying like, yo, I respect that my man had to do something, but now I messed up my plans. And I just was like, Lee, you got two options, bro. The one option is, you know, you can continue to, you know, work there and take that. And I think you need to stay there at least till your youngest one. If he decides to go there, he can get free tuition or you need to make your move. And I'm not trying to brag, this is all Holy Ghost, but I was in a position financially when my kids went to school, I was able to pay for them to go to school cash. You feel what I'm saying? So we had that discussion, Carl, on I'm a grown man, but I don't own my time, Hmm. you know what I'm saying? I'm a grown man, but Hmm. I got somebody else, you know, telling me what to do, right? So for those of you who are listening and you find yourself in, in this situation, where you got a job where it's like maybe 50 50 60 40 70 30 and what I mean by that is it, it, it might be 50 50 in terms of benefits you know insurance you know whatever you know but the other 50 is there are things that you wish you had that you don't have it could be 60 40 70 30 right but I remember when I was in that situation and this is what I told Lee yesterday I said Lee what you got to do if you don't wanna be in that situation, if you wanna be in a situation where you feel like you 90, 10, 80, 20, whatever, you gotta look at Lee Lamb, right? And you gotta ask yourself this question. What are the things that you have not done up to this point that have not allowed you to be at a 60, 40, or 70, or 30, or 80, 20, or, or 100, right? And so I said, Lee, we, we can complain, we can, we, can, we can go there, or we can look at ourselves and ask ourselves the question, where do we need to grow personally so we can get that ideal situation so i said lee let me share something with you mine was and i'm just I, I i knew off the cuff et got a problem with following through i knew there was a time in my life that i would start something and i'm talking about i'm going in gung-ho i'm, I'm talking about i'm bringing the pain i'm bringing the energy i'm talking about what i'm gonna do i'm telling people what i'm gonna do you know what i'm saying i'm starting it off I'm calling all the people. I'm getting everything organized, getting everything ready. And somewhere in that in the middle, that doldrum, when it ain't hype no more. When when I used to see used to have this quote back in the day where it's kind of like, you know, some people who aren't successful, what happens is when the feeling is gone, they kind of check out. And that was me, flat out. I was that dude. Once it fizzed out, the, the feeling was gone. By the third week of college, the fourth week of college, I phased out. So I realized like, yo, E, you got a major challenge with following through and it's absolutely no way You're going to be able to get out of certain situations Until you put yourself in a situation where you can follow through on what you said you could do So that was my biggest, you know challenge in my personal life And once I was able to follow through the other one was structure I'm working in like major universities. I'm I'm working in schools. I don't have no data. I'm not evidence-based I can't tell you when I was doing the advantage if it worked or it didn't work like I would I wouldn't keep no stats Right, and so I couldn't prove nothing So those were the two things that I looked at in my life and was like yo E, if you could fix The not following through if you could fix the not measuring stuff and get some numbers on your stuff I don't even care if it ain't Quantitative you can get some qualitative stuff. You can get some stories some antidote like if you could if you if you could prove that where a person started and six months being with you, this is where they work. You're gonna be on a whole not- nother level. So real quick, I just want to talk to those people out there. And I'm telling you firsthand, I know. I had three supervisors in five years. Three supervisors. I had one supervisor was there for years. An intern. I loved her. She was a people person. She would give you a, 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 a If you came to work every day, she give you a a mental uh, health day off that month. You could take a Friday off or a Saturday off. I mean, she was just cool, bringing food in. A second boss, uh, phenomenal. She came in and knew like, yo, I ain't the one. So she kind of allowed us to like operate in our strengths. She gave us money to do the stuff we supposed to do. We traveling to LA, making it happen. My third supervisor, she just uh, no disrespect. You know what I'm saying? Because I believe in karma, and I'm not trying to get no negative feedback on me. But she was just a control freak. Like she didn't she didn't really care about. What your plans were how you did it? It was just like yo, this is my way or the highway right and so that last supervisor I just couldn't live under those circumstances, right? So it wasn't nothing against her She was the boss you the boss you do what you want to do when you want to do it But for those of you out there who are crying I'm gonna tell you this This is what I told my boy. We went back and forth I was like look it ain't no need to cry. I do not waste time no more talking about stuff that I can't control Like I'm not on that no more. I'm like whatever. I don't have that kind of energy. I told my boy If you don't like the situation and you really don't like the situation You a flamingo like I'm a flamingo. Let's talk. Let's talk about why we got here. How do we get to this job? Why are we at this job? What are we supposed to learn? What are areas that we're weak at? So I just I, I just wanted to just real quick talk to somebody out there and just say like yo, if you don't like your circumstances I promise you you could do something about it. And where does it start? It doesn't start with blaming the boss It don't it don't start with you Tripping over the circumstances, it don't start with you saying, I wish, I could have, I would have, I should have. From my perspective, if you don't like where you are, to me it starts with your ET. What do you need to do to be the boss? For real. And one of the things I realized about all the supervisors that I had when I was at Michigan State, they all had PhDs and I didn't. That was the thing that was the common thread like yo, you got a master's degree when you got higher and and, and and some people are over you not because they're sweeter than you not because they're better than you not because they know how to do Something you don't know how to do like one of the requirements were to, to be the boss in that particular role You need to have a PhD so guess what years after going through what I went through I put myself in a position PhD wise where I never have to have that happen to me again. So I just want to say to those of you who are listening, if you don't like your job, if you're in a place where you don't want to be, do not call your best friend and 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 complain about it. Legitimately ask yourself one, why am I not the boss? Or two, what do I need to change to make myself better? Because here's what I'm gonna tell you, and I believe this. And y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. But I believe that the higher the performer you are, the less crap you got to deal with. Bottom line, that's what I believe. LeBron ain't got to deal with certain things. Michael Jordan didn't have to deal with certain things. Uh, Kobe Bryant didn't have to deal with certain things. Serena Williams don't have to deal with certain things. Venus Williams didn't have to deal with certain things. I'm just being real. When you are a very high performer, there's some things that most people who are average and good will go through that you wouldn't even go through. So. Hated to be transparent. You know, that's my dude the uh, the supervisor is also my guy You know, we go back. We used to do ministry together So I ain't I'm not trying to dog nobody out But I just thought this was a perfect time to share with you if you don't like where you are Believe it or not, there's something that you could do about it And what is that you can get better as a human you can get better as an employee employer You can get better in terms of what you do in terms of your craft and I promise you when you fly high and you get above the clouds there's some stuff that when you're on the ground that you got to deal with rain snow whatever but when you get above those clouds it's just certain things that you don't have to deal with so don't be pissed fly above the clouds so you can have be and do whatever it is you want to do that 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 was my thing i wanted to share see
2: no i got you but what i'm trying to figure out is we were performing at a high level we still had to deal with it So I feel what you're saying. But what would you say to somebody who feels like they are performing at a high level and they
1: still got to deal with it? I'm saying I think when you get to that level, you got options. And that's what we start doing. I think once we and, and here's the deal. I don't know that I know I wasn't. You guys, of course, were graduate assistants. So I feel like in your role, you were doing the best thing you could do. I felt like as a as as you guys supervisor, if you will, I felt like I wasn't necessarily how operating at the highest, highest level, you know what I'm saying? And then I felt like once I got to that, to the highest level myself, personally, I had options, right? And Mm y'all know I stayed at the job for an entire year. Once I felt like I was at my highest level, I still stayed there for a year. And after the year of dealing with it, I was like, we need to entertain some different options here. So, so I'm just saying,
2: no, 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 I get it. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm saying what
1: you're saying. See, get to that high level first. But once you get to that high level, for real, mm-hmm. you should yeah, be able to- Yeah, it doesn't to, mean the
2: opportunity's guaranteed exactly yeah. where you are, it right. just means that you'll have other opportunities yeah, you have to other make a move if you need be. I yeah. wanna go back to the first thing you talked about because I think that's critical. Um You talked about follow through and man, how, I know there's so many people out there listening right now who you know, wanted to start a book and they got the first chapter, and you told everybody, and you got a chapter in, then you wrote the half of the second chapter, and the thrill was gone, and you you, you phased out, you you fizzled out, right? Or you started, you said you were gonna go back to school, and you were geeked up, and you applied, and you registered for some classes, you took one or two classes, it got a little hard, and then you quit again. Talk to us about, because you said there was, at one point in your life, that's how you were, and then you said you learned to follow through. How do you make that transition from somebody who just gets hyped? You know what I mean? Like, think about it. Most people, they start in January, they're ready to lose that weight, they geeked up. You know, they they buy some running shoes, they get the Nike dry fit, and they're ready to go. And by January 3rd, by rat. 3 o'clock, you know, you back eating Twinkie cakes and, you know, not exercising, and so I think that's human nature to get excited about something and then for it to wear off. Even think about marriages, right? How I many people you know, they get engaged, they get the wedding, geeked up a year later, it doesn't have that same warm, fuzzy feeling. And so when you say you were once, I I don't know, what what do you call somebody who doesn't follow through? Uh, uh, Whatever it is, you went from somebody who didn't uh, execute to somebody who executed all the way through. What was the process of, I guess, finishing Whatever you started, finishing, following through on everything you said you were gonna do. When did when did that transition take place? Do you remember when you started to operate at that higher level? Was it a conversation you had? Was it a book you read? When did you? Because we've always known you to follow through, and I, that's a real question because since Carl and I met you, obviously you've been following through. But at what point did you make that switch? Was it
1: 25, 26? Do you remember that moment? Yeah, I think the first thing was I had to be honest about. I had to be honest and say, I, I, you know, it's it's hard, man. It's hard to admit, you know, I, let me say this. It was it was a time for me. It was hard to admit that there were things about me that weren't productive, or there were things about me that were, um, you know, that that weren't pleasant. Like, I remember the first time I had to deal with the fact that, you know, I was a, I, I was a liar. You know what I'm saying? When I was a kid. And I've said it on the podcast before, but in certain instances, you know, my parents would be like, you know, I'm gonna beat your butt. And I, you know, what did you do grade-wise? And I would lie and say, I ain't get my report card or I ain't had no homework. You know, and I had to, I had to, you know, come to the grips in my 20s because my wife was like, Why you why you telling these white lies? And it was for me, it was like, yo, I got the kind of parents that if you tell them the truth about your grades. It ain't about, like they ain't about to be like, you know what? Thanks for coming to me and telling me you didn't do all your school. Work. You, you good? You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to give you a pass on that. I was still getting the same butt whipping, bro. So my mind was like, yo, I might as well go ahead and lie about it because I got a 50 50 chance, you know what I'm saying? But what I didn't realize was the difference between just taking a butt whipping and lying was that my mother and my father was starting. that. People were starting to lose like respect for me as a human because they couldn't trust me like you a liar. And so I didn't really look you know what I'm saying? And so I remember my wife was like, yo, you didn't even have to lie about that. Why you lie about that? Cause I'm like, I know if I tell you, you for real, you gonna trip regardless of what you tell me, you gonna trip. So I might as well just tell you what I wanna tell you. I might be able to get out of it. And I just remember when my wife came at me with it different than my mom and my dad, I was more like, okay, I, I, I'm, she's seeing me at my character now. So I just wanna be real and just say, I think for a lot of people who don't follow through, you don't want to be honest about it because it's not attractive to say you don't follow through like like I want to always be in the best light. Like, even if I'm wrong, I can admit now I'm wrong, but I, I don't necessarily want to, uh, you know, like what happened with J.R. Smith, like he a grown man making good money. But for real, that's not a good place to be. in. you don't want to be that guy that that didn't pay attention and possibly cost you game one. And then you end up getting sweep a sweat. Like he going to have to think about that. You know people going to remind him of that ever. That's not a good feeling, bro. And so it's not a good feeling to be in the crew and you one of the ones that don't follow through. And you know there are certain things that people don't get. In my family, there was things Didi didn't get. Opportunities that I let slip by, you know, money I didn't make. So it was really an embarrassment in our family that Didi's following through and I'm not following through. So I think that's the that I think that's 50% to me see. For me, 50% was just embracing like you're not a bad person because you don't follow through. You know what I'm saying? You're not evil. You just just the way you're wired, you're wired to start stuff. That's what you're wired. So like naturally, you can like even when I was a kid, and I used to run the relay races. I was the first one. You know, because I had a burst of energy, a burst of strength. And I had once I acknowledged it though, like, yo, you're not a good follow througher. I realized, you know why? Because you were naturally gifted with a burst of energy. You don't necessarily feel that same way in the middle or something. Now, I do in the end. See, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, if I got to do 20 <laughs> chapters, by the time I get to that 17th boy and I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, I'm sweet. But chapter six oh, and seven, seven, eight,
0: eight, eight. Eight, nine, ten. Oh, bro. <laughs>
1: them chapters. Oh, the the kill middle me. ground. we oh, to die. You know what I'm and saying? So, what I have dreams to, go to the, die, the
2: burial ground for your dreams oh, right come in off. the middle.
1: I'm talking about a burial ground, bro. All your stuff. <laughs> I start realizing that I needed to start hanging around people who follow through. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's that easy. I started hanging around people that followed through, and I noticed that they had techniques for that middle boy. It was things that they would do when they got to the middle. So one of the things that they would do that I never did was they celebrated the beginning. You know what I'm saying? And ended the beginning. I never ended the beginning. See, it just phased out. That sucker just fizzed out, right? So what I've learned to do now is, let's say I um yesterday I I I went on a like a 45 you know uh, minute run. I hadn't done that in a while, and I remember there was a time in my life where I would be like, if you stop halfway or stop in the middle, it's not considered a, a sweet run because you stopped. Now I'm at the point, bro, where I might go 20, 22 minutes and just be like, yo, stop. If you need to stop, stop and get you some water and keep going because it would be better to go. It'd be better to stop and run five, six miles than to run two straight and then you quit. So I had to start learning to get around people who knew what to do in the doldrums is what I call it. So once I started getting to the doldrums of life where it wasn't fun no more, where it wasn't necessarily exciting no more, I didn't have that adrenaline going. I I I started watching them and I would notice they take a break, they create other goals, they start all over from scratch. You, you know what I'm saying? They would have um accountability partners. And so I think that's what happened. See, and when I came to Michigan State, I got with Rodney um, Patterson, I got with Demetrius Marlowe, and I got with Dr. Uh, Pedro Bovi. And these were all dudes that were um close to my age and were performing at a high level. And so I was able to watch them. And the last thing I think I did see that I never did. I didn't have a routine like I never really had like my own personal routine. And I think that that routine allowed me even when I got in the doldrums to get through them.
0: Hey, my, my biggest challenge e, is why does it take 99 percent of us, though, till we get and I'm not going to call it edge because whatever. But why do we have to, why does it take so long for us to get this stuff? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Because yeah. if you could understand this joint at 19, bro, oh, like the rest had of your conversation life. conversation last yeah, night. Yeah, if you could get we this at 19, it it's over. Like I'm saying, yeah. your life should be so sweet after that. But it take a lot of us doggone it to 30, 40, 50 to just get 10% of the stuff that, you know, that we know works. Like it's not even, like you said, it's not even rocket science. It's well, I think, if you no, just Carl, take...
1: for me, I wasn't following through and until I got married, I didn't even know I wasn't following through. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't aware <laughs> right, that I wasn't following through on the level that I wasn't following through. triple darkness. I'm talking about you. Don't know that you don't know that you don't know. And <laughs> I, I, I think for me though, what happened was Didi was the first person in my life that showed me you're not following through, and not in a nan and a nan but more in a we're not where we want to be following through. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like Didi showed me for real. Like yo, we getting let. You know, we have to live in a roach-infested, you know, neighborhood. Like we're not in a nice neighborhood, or we don't have the fat cars, or you know, I'm saying we're not getting scholarships. Like I wasn't getting no scholarships in school. I had to pay for everything. And Didi was just kind of showing me when you don't follow through, here are the repercussions for us as a family. And I think once I got shamed, I don't think I came to my senses, Carl, on my own. Once I Mm. got shamed and I started seeing like, wow, we're not living like other people and we're not going out to eat and we don't have money to go to the movies and we're not traveling. And the first time we did travel to Hawaii, we stayed in a little small uh, two star you know, hotel while our other friends were at the resorts and they were going out to fancy restaurants. And we literally, me, Dee, we ate at Chili's every single day and we split a meal. And it was at that point that I started realizing that. And I had got one of those tickets, Carl, where it wasn't a real ticket. But I I said that I would go on some um, uh, uh, resort uh, uh, visit. And I had to sit and go through. Oh, no doubt. Uh, the
0: little, the little uh, sessions they do. Oh, I had
1: to go through two sessions, two days, Carl. And they put
2: me in the Booty Hotel. Oh, you didn't have to go to the timeshare the time when they were oh, the upside down share, down bro. I
1: had to do the timeshare boy, oh, Carl. Oh, they writing upside down. Oh, man. Group. I went to Hawaii, but I was all the way in the back, the lag session. I would close the door to the bathroom when people would come out. And I just was like, yo, I'm tired of this, bro. I'm embarrassing yeah. my girl. But let me tell like you how this. you know
2: eat big time. <laughs> when eating at Chili's is your bottom. You are <laughs> big time. I love bro, Chili's. That, bro, you know, that, that was our bottom, I bro. I didn't know nothing was
1: wrong with Chili's till he just said. I didn't either tell my other friends every day they don't eat I was sitting like, Those five-star resorts, Carl, and sending me pictures. <laughs>
2: Mm. Bro, I'm talking about I'm sitting here like, what is the problem with chilies? <laughs> you must never had them chicken fajitas. They come out
1: smoking. Wow. Well, that's what I had, that's what we had. But we had to split it. We had the chicken fajitas, bro. That's what we would eat in french fries every day. I'm and drink as much yeah. more than yeah. 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 You realize
2: very quickly you're not balling when East starts talking. Yeah. We had to eat at chilies every day in Hawaii. Like that's your bottom, bro. In Hawaii. Right, right, right. I'm like, yeah. wow, bro. Yeah.
1: That was my unbelievable. I was grown, Carl. Y'all are 30-something. Imagine y'all doing that now. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was in my late 20s doing that foolishness.
2: Uh, <laughs> you ain't been to my new house yet. We're we we, we still struggling. I'm going to do a uh, talk
1: show next, y'all, about his new house. I'm going to do a talk show <laughs> and ask Carl some questions. <laughs> oh no, no.
2: Um, hey, man, let me tell you something. Uh, this segment here, and I'm eight, stay there because I want to come back to some of that, to be honest with you. Um, But this segment here is brought to you by HelloFresh. All right, with HelloFresh, each box is made up of fresh, responsibly obtained ingredients selected from high-rated, trusted farms. With the Global Eats options, it helps bring authentic international dishes and flavors to home cooks for exciting new meals. The convenient part is that all the ingredients come pre-measured and labeled meal kits. All right, cooking will become something you actually look forward to when you come home from work instead of dreading it. All right. Uh, we just had the pesto chicken with the green salad. It was incredible. Um, it, it's so easy to cook, guys. You, you, you're really tripping if you're not trying this out. If, it, it really helps diversify the kitchen. I told you guys I was a master at like two different dishes. HelloFresh will have you cooking some stuff that is different, that you never would have thought about, that the family can eat and love. Uh, best part about it is healthy, man. So with subscribing to HelloFresh, Listen, there's tons of benefits you can keep enjoying it week after week. Get delicious filling meals delivered right to your door every week for less than $10 per serving and free shipping. Manage your account easily by choosing your delivery date to match your schedule and pause it when you're on vacation, all right? So go sign up today for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh. Visit HelloFresh.com and enter the promo code SUCCESS30, all right? HelloFresh.com
0: and enter the promo code success 30. Hey, they updated that site. So it's HelloFresh.com forward slash success30. HelloFresh.com forward slash success30. And still use the promo code success30 to save that $30 off the first week, guys.
2: Yep. And shout out to Dr. Downs, who was on the podcast. You guys remember Dr. Downs was on the podcast for the addiction episode. He's down. I don't He just literally... And Carl, I'll show you wow. the picture right here. But he literally wow. just sent me... picture of his organifi and and the other night sent me a picture of him doing the hello fresh and he's down like 40 close to 40 50 pounds or something like that so shout out to dr downs man stay on the grind Um, appreciate you rocking with us and i'm glad to see that the products that we're putting out to you guys are really going in and really helping man also, shout out to Organifi as always, man. The superfood green drink uh, that we've been on for quite some time now. My shout out to my pops who called and was like, "Yo, where's my Organifi?" And the Carl was like, "Yo, pops I get you some." Pops me yesterday. Like, he checked like, Carl yeah. uh, um, But pops will get you some, man. But, he but wanted definitely supplier. check the Organifi. Who's his well, supplier? Guys, listen, man. More energy, just feel better, look better. Shout out to all the game changers who came to the game changer meetup the other day. Had the Organifi drinking that throughout the day. Man, just feeling good, honestly, guys. It, it helps you stay hydrated. Um, it, it is a, a great product that we also recommend. So you guys know we're trying to bring you nothing but the best here on the podcast. We're not going to sell you anything that we're not currently using ourselves. And so Organifi, you guys know the site. You've been rocking with us for a while. Again, man, so excited that we're in the top five in the world. All right, for Organifi podcast. Um, we I guess we got to be close to 1,000 orders now. Um, so, and, and shout out to everybody who just keeps reordering and using the promo code SUCCESS. All right, Organifi.com, uh, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. Use the promo code SUCCESS and uh, receive 20% off your order. So shout out to Organifi for being a great partner in this podcast. This is what allows us to keep doing the podcast, y'all. Um, trying to give you that, that info, trying to bring that heat to you. and uh, yeah, Also sure. trying to make sure um, we can pay for Carl's house. And make sure Carl's kids can <laughs> go to college, okay? No, that's right. So Please, appreciate y'all. you. Yeah, appreciate you rocking with us. E's kids are already through college. And also that's help right. E so he can him and Didi can both get chicken fajitas at fit at Chili's. No, So, right. um, know, Yeah, right. just keep ordering, man, keep rocking with us. Appreciate y'all listening to the promo stuff. And um E, back to the uh back to what we talked about. So do you remember? Give me. Can you give us a couple stories, a couple examples of the first few times you really start following through on what you said you were going to do and then how that changed the perception of you? Because I think there's a huge. lot of people out there, yep. e, probably like you were and like yep. we all were at one point, yep. where you're not executing and you talk about it and you think people really don't remember. Like, you know, those people who yep. come up to you and they're like, yep. yo, I've, I got this great idea. Yep. I'm about to do this. I'm about to yep. do that. And then, you know, you don't hear Man, from them again. See? Like it never happens. And in your mind, you think they forgot. And so then they label you as somebody who does not execute. And so what's the difference between that and becoming an executor and the type of person or type of people you attract and the type of opportunities you attract?
1: I don't even want to give an example. You just went so hard. Listen to me, guys. One thing C said. Game changer. People treat you different, y'all, when you execute. I'm just trying to tell you and I'm not saying it's fair. I don't know what it is. But I promise you when people see you executing and then executing on a high level, it's a game changer. So we don't have time to get into all of it. But let me say this when I got my four year degree, it was that that's when I remember I I, I remember like it going to another level. Now, the first thing was my GED program because I was doing that consistently and you start seeing me in the newspaper. I I start like they start literally doing like big time programs, like special hour long series, you know, around me. Like, so it might have been like a couple newscasters and, you know, like the big news writers, whatever. They would be like, yo, E, we doing this big story uh, for Black History Month, or we're doing this big thing about gun buyback. Like, E, we want you on and I would be like a special guest. And so i remember walking through the city and people started to show me love like yo that's the dude right there that can help kids get their ged you know and go to college but i remember when doggy came to me and was like yo that's got an expiration date on it if you don't get your degree by the time you are 30 i'm promising you people gonna start disrespecting you like the little GED thing it, it ain't gonna hold no weight and i was like okay i'm gonna take your word for it now I, la- I literally graduated I was probably about it was 2000 2001 so i was 30 years old but i remember when i got that four-year degree i remember michigan state saying like before we want you up here e we want you up here but once i got my degree i remember them calling me like regularly like what is it gonna take okay we're gonna get you a fellowship okay we're gonna find you an apartment okay we're gonna put you up in a hotel when you first get here okay i'm gonna make sure you get some money so yeah see the ged was the very first one the program having a nonprofit organization. But that first degree is when I think people start looking at me as, yo, this dude can finish something. And and, and imagine, see, it took me 12 years to do it, and I still got pub for for just finishing. Hmm. Yeah,
2: no, I think that's big. And then so for you to be able to execute on a few things and people started to treat you different, um, give some people who are, are currently not executioners um, give them some practical solutions on how they can do it. Like should, should they, so yeah. I would say, and, and you can either back it up or maybe not, but first of all, stop telling everybody you're gonna do something. Do something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think that's the first thing is because you run around, you're saying a million things out of your mouth. So I would just say, write down all your ideas, yeah. right? Yeah. And start with the ones that will yeah. bear the most fruit yeah. and literally pick one yeah. or two, right? Because yeah. I think we get so caught up, like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to lose 100 pounds, I'm going to do this, I'm going to Like, literally write down a goal. Like, start with a goal, because I imagine, E, once you started to execute on things and you saw how that felt, then you kind of crave that feeling again. And so it's, it becomes easier to execute. Crave. So can you give us some practical, <laughs> practical
1: things that we can do to start executing? He, he said, crave, bro. I, ain't, bro, let me say this to you crave ain't even a word my wife started respecting me in a way she never respected me before mm. you know what i'm saying once you get past that honeymoon stage like the level of re- respect did had for me when i finally graduated then i came to michigan state and i started handling my business and she was like yo i ain't got to carry the weight no more you know what i'm saying like my man handling his business just that alone bro your wife you know what i'm saying like respect man bro i was just like let's go but the first thing i would say see is say it once publicly and don't ever say it again like Because I I said this before every time you say you're going to do something and you don't do it You get a high when you say it You feel me like you see people walking around talking to each other Yeah, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that So say it one time because you do need to be held accountable People need to know, you know, so when I said I'm studying Spanish I didn't say it because I was trying to be big time I said it because I know me like I'm not going to study If I don't tell nobody I'm doing it and don't nobody ever ask me about it I'm problem. I promise you that sucker gonna slip and it's gonna- I'm not gonna do Jack So do say it like don't let nobody tell you don't say it but don't be saying it four five times Say it one time or two times till you can to the people that you love who gonna hold you accountable right so so say it after you say it or before you say it think about what it really what realistically it's gonna take. So I was talking to Rochelle right and Rochelle was like e, you need to do this, this this and that. You know, what I'm saying if you want to get this type of help. and I told Rochelle I was like, I can't do it. You know, and Rochelle was like, what you mean by that? Because you ET. What do you mean? I said, Rochelle, I pray an hour and an hour and a half a day. I'm studying Spanish an hour a day. Me and Jorge. I do something with Nikki. I, ain't, I don't have another hour to be working out, so I'll go run. But that's about all I got time to do. Like, I don't have another three hours. So I'm not going to lie to you and act like because the way you look, I, I would have to commit a couple hours to look like that I don't have it so some of you say stuff and you don't really think about what is it gonna take to do that you need to mm-hmm. think that through what does it take I'm not spiritual like I am just because I've been getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning 4 o'clock 5 o'clock in the morning for years putting in an hour hour and a half a day so I got spiritual muscles I, I, but I know what it takes to get here I know what I got to do so stop saying you're gonna do something if you ain't gonna sit down and really think through see what is that going to take like how am i going to be able to pull that off and then third get an accountability partner like get somebody else who's trying to do what you're trying to do so i literally found other people who were trying to graduate who trying to get out of college in the next year or two i started studying with those people some were my age some were younger but we all had the same goal of uh, this sense of urgency that yo we got to get out of school to various black he was trying to do producing he's like man i can't stand school i got to get up out of here you look at a Jada, Jada trying to get up out of school, bro. She taking a uh, summer courses. She ain't like saying it's the summer and I want to go to Miami and Jada like, I want to be through with this. And then when it's time to party, I don't want no interruptions. So I started hanging with people see who also wanted what I wanted. I started reading books. I started watching movies that had something to do with what I wanted to do. I started listening to music that motivated me. So everything I did see was to put me in a place to be something that I wasn't I'm listen to me guys. I'm being real with y'all I am. I am not a follow througher I'm just gonna be real with you. I am not I wasn't born. I wasn't born like that I wasn't made to finish stuff. I, I, I was made. I got a lot of energy I am the dude that you bring in to get your party hype. I'm the dude you bring in to get it started I'm the party starter. I'm not the party finisher. Well e, it look like you are to me. No, I'm not I'm not naturally a finisher So I get in environments, I get around people, I surround myself with things that are and people who are executors, because if I hang with them, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to do what they're doing. All right. So this is for those of you who feel like you're not like ET, man, I'm not an executor, man. I, I, uh, I can't do what you're telling me to do. I can't do it either. But when you start hanging with people who do it, I promise you, you hang with them long enough, you will become them.
2: Yeah, and, and, and real quick, the other thing that I want to talk about is, um, and I think this is critical, this is a critical component, and I think this is maybe like the step 7.5 on the, on the road to 10, right? So we actually had a point in our company where we were executing, and we thought we were executing at the highest level, and EU alluded to it a little bit. We thought we were executing on the highest level, and we, were, we had a form of execution, but it wasn't the highest level. And so here's the example, guys, and I I actually wrote about it um, in the book. Um, But one of the things that killed us is we were all practitioners at heart. And so when we started the Advantage program, we had a crazy program. Mind you, most programs on campus at Michigan State were getting out like 20 kids. I mean, max. They had budgets. They had all kind of stuff. They're getting 20, 30 kids to come out. So we started the Advantage program, and I promise you, we're getting 300 students out, 250 students out on a regular basis on a Tuesday. On Wednesday, we had study table. We're getting another 100 kids to come out to study table and everything, right? We're executing, in our minds, E, at the highest of high levels. E mentioned it, though. What we weren't doing is we didn't have data to back it up. We didn't have data saying students who came to an average of four advantage sessions a semester, grades were likely to increase. We didn't have any of that. And so what we were doing is we thought we were executing at the highest level. We even made a sweet video. We had a pitch and what happened was we went to Dr. June, who was the provost of the university. We had a sweet video. We had students come with us to speak And we showed the video, the video was fire. I mean, you know, we do the video thing very well. Video was fire. We broke down the program, how we run the program, how our attendance looked, how many students were getting out, the whole nine. We had students there to kind of testify on our behalf in hopes to get money. And when we were done presenting, they said, looked at us and was like, okay, all of this was cute. Where's the data that shows it actually works? We cannot write you a check until you show us that it actually worked and we were like well what do you mean we, we just showed y'all we're getting 300 students out matter of fact y'all came out to a, an event right and saw and they it. said well how do we know it's just not a big party and it's a big feel-good session are students more likely to stay at the university because you guys are doing that now we knew they were just in our heart of hearts we figured yo They're more connected to the university. You know, we see them here. They're excited. We see them going to study table. They're coming and telling us, Hey, I'm passing my test. I'm doing well. So we're going off of all of this data that we think we have, but we have no hard evidence. And so we had a a responsibility now to take it to that next level where we actually were tracking student progress, where we could show if a student came to the Advantage program X amount of times, their grades went up. We could show their predicted GPAs versus what they actually got. And they were actually doing a lot better and that changed the entire game, of course. So, E,
0: speak to being C. like a half executioner C. to being a full executioner. So, so, so let me oh. add one piece to it, E. Before you go, let me add one piece. Woo. Hey, we did do research, y'all. The whole program was based on the premise that the majority of these students were first generation students and did not feel connected to university. That was like, we did our, we we started a program based on research, but C said it. That's only like half of the problem. Like, we identified men. If we could get them more family-oriented, because a lot of them were going back home, A lot of we're doing some, you know. what I'm saying, if we can figure out these things and create this environment for them, boom, we hit it. And we did perfect research on that, got it, hit it on the head, met those needs. But see, just kept, yeah, fifty percent—that was about fifty percent at best of the research that we need to go for it.
1: See, bro, let's pray. Let's—we need to stop and pray right now. We need to stop and <laughs> pray. <laughs> we need to stop and pray. Look, if you're listening, and I don't know how to—I don't know how to do this, but she said it. The predicted GPA is the, was our golden ticket, y'all, was our golden mm. ticket and we didn't realize it. And so I'm gonna say it again for those of you who may or may not have heard it, but when each student came on campus based on their high school academic performance and hmm. based on the academic rigor at Michigan State University, they had a scale that showed in the first year what they thought a student would actually do, right? So it's just like in basketball, You got these guys that, you know, you go in and you predict that they're going to do X, Y, and Z. That's why you pay them the big bucks. And it don't mean that's what's going to happen, but that's what you predict. That if you get um, Sam Bowie and bring Sam Bowie on your squad, (laughs) Sam Bowie going to take you to the championship. So you cash Sam Bowie out as the number one pick and you give him a big check, right? Um, But what happened was we got the predicted GPA. So we could legitimately see that Eric Thomas coming from this particular school in Detroit, Michigan, is only expected to get a 1.6 GPA. So once we understood, when we finally start, and that's why you gotta move, y'all. That's why I told you to get in the environment, because it's stuff that happens when you're in the environment working and grinding. So it ain't nothing wrong with getting started. We're just saying if all you could do is start and you can't finish, you're not gonna make the same kind of money. You're, you're not gonna have the same type of life. You're not gonna get the same appreciation, the same respect, whatever. So I saw Eric Thomas only gonna get a 1.6, we would legitimately make sure that you got the motivation you needed. But remember what? Remember what she said? We'd also send you to a tutor and find out what you were strong in. So your profile showed if you were strong in math or English. So we knew if you were weak in English, we needed to focus on uh, the English. Or if you were weak in math, we need to focus on the math. So we legitimately had young tutors that could help you in that area. And I'm going to give you an example. We had a dude, uh, Marshawn Pattis, Marshawn was Hey, Marshawn know I love him. He blowing up in Michigan right now, doing his thing in the same field, math. This boy was the hoodest tutor I ever met in my life, right? (laughs) He was a fire math student, but I'm talking about hood. And the reason why I liked him is because he could relate to the kids from the community. There were other A students. They were so good as students, but they couldn't help students. And this boy could help them to understand math like nobody's business. And so if Eric Thomas had a 1.6 and we helped Eric Thomas to get a 2.1, we was murdering the game. He didn't need a 3.0. We showed that we helped his GPA go up a 0.5. And let me tell you something. That's when we knew it was time for us to be able to leave and go on our own because we had a way now where we could measure success. So when we left the university and started our own program, when Carl and I was doing these um, TGIMs, on our own, we kind of knew, all right, we know how to start, we know what to do. And then after we do a several, MC, we see look at it and be like, all right, change this, change that. We had a way now to control what we were doing. So it wasn't just videos going out. We had a legitimate way to measure if this stuff was working or not. So when you look at our numbers, you might say, well, y'all ain't got millions like others. We may not necessarily have the numbers that other people have, but we know that our impact and our reach goes much higher. It might be somebody with 2 million followers on Instagram. It doesn't necessarily mean that their reach and their impact is as strong as ours. It could just be some entertainment stuff. So I'm telling you, I want to pray. I want to, oh, I want to (laughs) pray. If you can find out what that predicted GPA (laughs) thing is Uh, in your life, I promise you it'll take you to a whole nother level.
2: Yeah. And I think the, the, the reason I mentioned that is because I think the person who's executing like we were at that level before the predicted GPA, I think that's more frustrating than the person yeah, who's not right. doing anything. Yeah, Cause right. you know, the you know, you know when yeah. you're not following through. Shoot, I said I was going to write this, but I didn't write it. I said I was going to lose it, I didn't lose it. You, you know what I mean? And you didn't even yeah. try. I think the most frustrating thing, and I think honestly, where probably more people are, you know, and especially I don't know people about who, that, who C, but I who, feel no, your no, spirit, I'm saying, especially people who rock with us. I believe right, you're okay, I got you are not just listening to Absolutely. this podcast, chilling. Yeah. But I believe there's, if there's three different levels, that first level is you got to get off the couch. And then I believe that a lot of people get to level two where they got off the couch, they're actually making it happen. But what they believe to be the highest level of execution, just like we got slapped in our face, and found out, oh, this is not the highest level of execution. Right, right. Matter of fact, we're only on level two, but we thought we were at right. the highest yeah, level. Yeah. Bro, yeah. bro yeah. you right. couldn't have told me walking into that meeting that we weren't about to come out there with the sweetest budget, oh. number one program in the world. They're going to send us on a world tour to teach other people how to do this. And when I tell you they were unimpressed, <laughs> I mean, they were oh, unimpressed. I didn't unimpressed. see a smile. I didn't see a congratulations, no handshake, no claps <laughs> after the video. They was like, this is some foolishness, and then we don't have no empirical data saying that this actually works, and so we had to go back to the lab, but that's the importance of putting your stuff out there, not being scared to put it out there to the world, and not being able and not being um, afraid to receive honest criticism and feedback because that sharpened our tools so much more. We run the school days program right now; school days is better now because of what we went through there, and I think you guys are frustrated because. You, you think you're at 100% execution level, but there's some gaps there, and you're probably only at 75%. And there's some things that you get at the 100% execution level that you'll never get at that 75%. Hey, I don't want to go
0: to, to CJ coin a new term yesterday. I don't want to go to clicheville, but I'm just saying, you said it in there. Envi- you said it twice, environment. Didi was the first catalyst, yep. and then we got Dr. June as the second catalyst. Yep. Again, you don't want to be the top of the class. If you're the top of the class, like, go to another class. Because I'm saying, if you're the top of the class, who's going to stretch you? Like, what are you looking forward to? I'm just saying, like, and and listen, listen to the transition, Ian. I'm I'm a fast forward. We got this information from Dr. June with that meeting she talked about, and the very next step was IRA. Yeah. We got yeah. a statistician, y'all. Yeah. We just literally the very next office. step. Yeah. A statistician that works right in the office that deals yeah. with these numbers, and my man was able to just collect some information from us, plop them in, and pop out some numbers. Oh, your average student GPA has increased, boom! And that quick, y'all, we transitioned from level two to level whatever just because we were in the environment to have those people challenge us and not let us settle for what we thought was the top of the class. So and, I'm just, and gave I'm us information
1: that we right. wouldn't have got on our own. I remember Ira saying to me, "Some, bruh." Ira said something that blew my mind. I was like, Ira, that's so, bruh, that's so simple. But I didn't even know to think or to do it. He was like, yo, you don't need no more. Why y'all trying to get more students? He's like, y'all don't need to get no more students to prove no right. point. Now what yep. you need to do is get yep. the students that ain't coming to the advantage. Hmm. And now we need to research yep. them. <laughs> you know yep. what I'm saying? Compare. He like, y'all, y'all about to run your head through a wall trying to get 300, 400 kids. He was like, yo, we don't need 400 kids. Give me a get small 50, sample size. Thirty. Thirty to forty, give me thirty to forty kids that's not coming to your program, and let's see the difference between the two. And Iris' thing was, why are you worrying about Michigan State? If you give me the numbers, and we crush these numbers, and we can prove that your program worked, even if Michigan State ain't impressed, you can take it somewhere else.
2: Hmm. hmm. And I don't think State was impressed, so we took it somewhere else. Uh, well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We
1: took yeah, ourselves our I won't say this. Beach, I won't say yeah. State wasn't impressed. No, doubt. I would say certain. There were certain uh, people at Michigan State that wasn't impressed. And can I say this though, Why Carl? I just say this, man.
2: I, to, to those of you with that entrepreneurship spirit, and shout out to, to a couple of my friends who call me all the time, and they keep changing jobs and keep yeah, running into the yeah, same yeah, issues. Do I'm it. like, man, you built to be an entrepreneur. And when you built to be an entrepreneur, it's just never going to go well when somebody tell you what time to take your lunch yeah, break. I just, yeah. you know, and, and no disrespect, like I said, a, no disrespect I, a, lot of my, a lot of my a lot of my friends my wife you know it, it, i can think of a lot of people love going to a corporate job or you know and and having a more structured environment and if that's you kudos to you i would ne- listen it is far easier for you to go to that corporate oh, job let's not go love there we'll
1: go there on the next podcast and you get a golden <laughs> ticket and you can go get your check and yep. you come home and you don't have yep. to worry
2: about it. cool i'm down with that but for those of you who say like E was talking about with one of his good friends, your supervisor, of course of, you. What you think? Your supervisor got something to do. You got something to do. Who you think gonna end up at work? I'm just saying, it's not rocket science. And and he not a bad person. The supervisor not a bad no, person. No, he not. He like, no, yep.
1: I'm on this level. You not. Absolutely. And so I'm saying,
2: yeah. So I don't know, ego But but, but
1: no no no. And this is why I like what C is saying. I like he's making it specific to all my entrepreneurs out there. Like like I told my boy, you you have an option. This is a beautiful situation you're in. It's a beautiful situation. And the haircut, I told him, Carl, the haircut boy might have only existed just to get you to question, you know what I'm saying, some stuff about where you are right right. now. Because it's a haircut. It ain't that deep, right? But if you're listening to me, if you're listening to me, I'm telling you, man, the reason why I had to stop is because... Like, it ain't fair, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I think, and we'll talk about this see in another podcast, I, bro. I, I'm even ready to check out, there's some stuff that happened yesterday that I showed Carl, I'm ready to check out of the business side of entrepreneurship. Like, I'm just not built for it, I'm just, I'm just being real. I'm just not built for it, y'all. I'm not built for, uh, um, I'm not built for, I'm, I operate at a high, high level and other people wanna operate at whatever level they wanna operate at and then we all supposed to split it in half. Like, I'm just not, I, I, I'm, I'm not built. I'm just, I'm just being real. Like, I'm not built to tell people what to do. I'm, I'm not built for it. So if you're an entrepreneur, let the burn. Let it burn. Like, stop trying to act like it don't burn. It burns me when I got one supervisor who, you don't, you come to work when you wanna come to work, I gotta come when you tell me. You, you 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 get to go and be with your family. I don't get to be with my family. You answer the phone when you want to. I got to answer it when you want me to. And when I don't, I, I just can't deal with the unfair boys. Like, it's different. What do they call it? Like, it's, it, it, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I can't hmm. deal with these different standards. You got one standard that you live by, but you're trying to make me live by another standard. Like, I can't deal with that. And if that's you, I just want you to know I'm an example. is an example. Carl's an example of, If you're really tired, here here go my my nugget for the day. I'm not going to do one. This is my nugget for the day. If you're as tired as you say you are, do something flat out. Mm. If you are as frustrated as you say, I am literally, I got tired of this person don't come to work. I got to be to work at eight. They don't never got to show up. I I got tired of, oh, my pay rate. You could pay somebody 15, 20,000 more than me because you the boss is no real standard. Like I got tired of being in environments where you get to make the standard, you get to live by it when you want to, you can change it when you want to. Like I'm j- I'm a flamingo, bro. I'm 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 a relationship person. Like I just don't get down with that you got a standard for your life, but you got a different standard for me. Like if we going to get some rules and everybody play by the rules, I'm good with that. <laughs> but when the rules start changing to fit your lifestyle, like yo, I just that's just not fair to me and I'm not with it. So if you like me and you're out there, is it going to be hard to step away? Yes. Are you going to have that safety net? No. But do me a favor. Don't you ever complain again about your circumstance. Don't you ever trip on your boss. Your boss earned the right to be there. Your boss is over you. Your boss, however they got the job, they got the job. Stop complaining. And I'm telling you, and do something. And so my conversation with my boy, for real, we homies. It wasn't, no. Uh, this person ain't right and this is right. This is wrong. We just asked a couple questions. Can you leave right now? Do you feel like you can leave right now with all the perks you got? Nope. Okay bet Would you like to leave in six months or a year or two years? Absolutely. All right, let's talk. Let's hold each other accountable What are we gonna have to do to do that and as as ET? I just can't clean. I had to stop being late to stuff I had to start being on time I had to follow through i had to come up with some empirical evidence like for real i had to this is who i'm talking to uh, cut my talkativeness out like you can't be nowhere talking for two hours we only supposed to be there for 15 minutes like i just had to really sharpen eric thomas skills deal with eric thomas still got some stuff to deal with but i don't have to deal with that kind of stuff no more so for real nugget of the day if you out there stop complaining make the adjustments you need to make and, and get to your best life y'all can
2: y'all picture e being an employee oh, <laughs> i mean i did it for five years it was terrible uh, I'm, not, swear, I'm not gonna lie i, old old remember like, I shouldn't yo, be yo, saying his name they, they had all-staff
1: meeting but oh, when, yeah, I, when, doctor, look, when dr reed was, was there it was, I, 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 huh? it was phenomenal y'all i i it was phenomenal
2: dr reed oh yeah yeah no, it uh, was phenomenal uh, y'all
1: yeah I'm, I'm talking well, about we used to she have was a
2: staff meeting on Friday mornings, but I didn't have to go. I was a graduate assistant. I oh, didn't have to my go. Oh, gosh. And Ewa had to, and it was from like nine to like. Oh, nine to three. I'm talking about 12, to two,
1: one. <laughs> it, it varied. <laughs>
2: But look, it was one of those. It was one of those meeting rooms where like you had the glass so you could see. <laughs> and he used to. Uh, uh, I used to walk past the door and oh, E would, like
0: uh, uh, <laughs> would be looking. He
2: looked like in timeout, bro. looking like, "What y'all doing out there?" Uh, it was and see, so see, playing bad, games, man. y'all. But
1: I covered they back. Cause my 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 supervisor wanted them in there sometimes Ooh. with stupid reports. I'm like, now you can you you can shuck and jive with me. That's an old '70s term. You can shuck and jive with me, <laughs> but you ain't about to have my boys in here on this. I group. didn't say wow. you didn't take
2: one for the team. I just said I felt bad because you was in there and you used to be looking like wow. But you know it, it's it's the John Q do, yeah. something, do something do something. You know what See? I'm saying? Like do I'm not something. I'm not yeah. trying to be funny, but it's like yeah. you don't hate it that much. You know what I'm saying? If you hated it that much, you would do something about it. I just saw
0: a Dodge Ram commercial, y'all. Stop watching TV for TV. The commercial said, I'm like, wow. The commercial said, tomorrow is coming. Will you be ready? Mm. I was like, whoa. Whoa, y'all just talking about cars? Right, what you
1: yeah. talking said, about what You said tomorrow is will you
0: be ready? I was like, yo, like, I don't know what the commercial was about, but that thing hit me, bro. Like, I started seeing college tuition, I started seeing like, yo, people in, like you, you just question. said, people in the family going to die. Like, I started seeing yeah. stuff like, yo, tomorrow yeah. is coming.
1: Will you be yeah. ready? And that's the yeah. bottom line. Hey, Carl, and I don't say this to disrespect nobody. And y- y'all, we love y'all enough to be transparent. We're going to get in trouble for some of the stuff we're saying. But the bottom line, Carl, we just lost our uncle three weeks ago. Then we lost our cousin, you know, uh, and funeralized her on Friday and Saturday. It was some people that couldn't come, Carl, because they just didn't have the money. I'm just being real, bro. I ain't trying to put nobody, I, and I'm not down to nobody. I ain't putting nobody down. I'm just saying three weeks, you got to come out of town. Another three weeks, Carl, it take that ain't even a check. That ain't, that ain't even hmm. a check cycle. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, yo, sometimes, you know, some of us ain't ready because for real, like you said, we not taking ownership of our lives. And like C was saying, like, as long as you working for somebody, like he said, Candace, you know what I'm saying? When Didi was working, like, yo, for real, Didi was still taking ownership of her life. Like, it wasn't like, I'm letting the boss and I'm just, I don't have no, oh, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. So, but what we're saying, whether you work or you don't work, like, take some sense of ownership. Take some sense of you know, uh, of, of, of direction like God and say, I'm here today, this is where I wanna to be tomorrow, this is where I wanna be the day after, this is where I wanna be, and life happens. You can't necessarily predict it, but I was so grateful that when the call was, we want you to do the prayer, we want you to do a scripture that not just myself see, not just myself, but my entire family was in the building. Mm. Why? Because I don't want my kids or my wife to miss an, any, Carl, Any funeral, any family Hmm. reunion that 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 uh, I can be at uh, Fourth of July, they like you there. I'm like, yeah, I'm there. I want to be at everything I could be at, Carl. I want to enjoy. We in the pictures, uh, not a great. You know, I told him I hated to be there under those circumstances, but we created some positive memories on that weekend, can and I want to be in every single thing I can be in and not be in a situation where I didn't make the right moves. And so I'm now I'm on somebody else's, um, give me the word, y'all. I'm, I'm at somebody else's beckoning call or somebody else's beckoning, command eh. or somebody else's orders. I, I just don't want to be there. And eh. I, I listen to C, C say do this or that. There's some things that Carl might want me to do. I don't have no problems. I'm not telling you you ever going to be in a situation where you're not going to have to answer the people but I'm saying, be able to do it on your own terms.
0: Hey, I'm, I'm tearing up right now as we speak. See, I didn't even tell you, I told Candace this morning, I got to bed last night and my mom texts me and said, my grandmother's in the hospital. Remember I just told you, we went to, to yeah. the graduation yeah. with my whole family. Yeah. My grandma, I'm gonna read it. She's in the hospital with an enlarged heart, high potassium and kidney problems. And my mom says she's leaving to go to New York, uh, what's today, Monday? Yeah. Whatever day we at. My mother, she's going tomorrow morning. Bruh, we all just went to Huntsville to celebrate and my brother made sure, like, I don't care what y'all got going on, everybody stop, call, work, whatever you gotta do. We don't know how long she gonna be here. Bruh, it was a month ago, you know what I'm saying? We took so many photos. I got photos of the whole family together, intentionally, intentionally. I like, I don't know what, what, what's gonna happen. And bro i'm reading the text i got it last night bro like yo this could be real like i could be burying my grandmother in another who knows how long you know what i'm saying so you can't take nothing for granted e my whole family down here i'm like yo whatever i got to get done my whole family here would see like i'm not taking it for granted no more man like we gonna enjoy it jordan and tread looking like they're living i'm talking about they're living their best life bro no question you can't in that one bedroom in that one bedroom
1: studio party, You can't live your best. They're young. They don't know how hard it is. With the heated swimming pool in the one-bedroom, roach-infested house. You could definitely live I told you, it's in the uh,
2: ground, little plastic when you get from Walmart.
0: Yeah, <laughs> tomorrow's coming, y'all. Huh? Tomorrow's coming.
2: Yeah, man.
1: All right. Um, hey, hey, see, look. we can't get out of here, see. I thought we was on our way out. Diddy say she got a fair file five. I got oh, a fair file five. Uh-oh.
0: Uh-oh. Here we go. So so fair or file, is it fair when your employ- when the employee's house is bigger than the employer? Is that fair or foul? I don't the know who you're talking house about, is but 20, I'm trying to figure out who is else you're talking about. 100 square about. feet. The employee's house is 5,400. Mm. Oh no,
2: nah. who, who is that? What, what situation <laughs> are you
1: referring to? <laughs> fair <laughs> or foul. I have no That's idea. I, what, which, I think it's fair. I think it's fair that everybody, um, is uh, it, everybody is prospering. Everybody it, is prospering and moving on up. I didn't know Carl House was that big.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Carl House. Carl, that's foul, Carl. That is foul. Hey, that's it
0: shows that the boss did everything he said he was gonna do more. And That's what Absolutely shows. Absolutely. Perfect. Absolutely. Fair. Hey, but <laughs> is, is it she
1: gotta throw something in there with the fair file with the with the 2,300 square feet couch, though? She gotta throw that in there.
0: Oh, no doubt. No doubt. All right. Um we got.
2: Uh, June 24th. Shout out to St. Louis. All right, June 24th, St. Louis. We are in the building for the Take Control conference. Make sure you come out to the Take Control. Uh, if you don't want to be stuck like in that meeting that he was stuck in <laughs> at uh, Michigan State, where you're looking out the window like a puppy dog, out wishing out you window. could go out and make your dreams become a reality. Come <laughs> out to the Take, Take Control out the conference window? in St. Louis. Um, also, what else we got, Carl? Help me out. Uh, the, don't forget, Phenomenal Life Jamaica. Phenomenal Life Jamaica, absolutely. In um, Utah. In Utah, and yes, and take control in Utah, June, July 14th. Yeah. Right. Um, July 14th. So of course you can go out to the website, get all of that. Etinspires.com/backslash/events. Um, come check us out at the live events, man. We're excited about it. Phenomenal Life Jamaica, uh, tickets on sale now. And so we'll, we will see you at all of those places. He already gave a nugget of the day, Carl. You got yep. anything you want to tell the people? Oh, I'm going like, to tell
0: y'all, tomorrow's coming, man. That's it. I'll leave it there. Tomorrow comes. Oh, yeah, it's good to be back, y'all. Yeah, I missed, missed y'all last, last week. week. Yep. Yep. But, hey, y'all was in great hands. I listened to that joint. Oh, man. So, yeah, yeah. Good stuff, man. Yep. Well, all right,
2: man. We'll let y'all go, man. We appreciate you. We love you. We'll see you next week.
1: I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity with all your might, with all your soul. with all-